Hello, this is Pastor Kong Hee. I want to thank you for joining us on our podcast. I pray that you'll be blessed in Christ, encouraged by the Word, and experience an encounter with God. Remember, knowing God and being known by Him is the greatest pursuit of life. Enjoy the message. Jesus in the Lord's Prayer teaches us to boldly ask God to give us this day our daily bread. So in prayer, we must learn to ask. We mustn't think that there is no need to ask anything from God because He already knows what we need. In the upper room after the Last Supper, Jesus again taught the disciples on prayer. He said, Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So we mustn't be afraid to ask. However, Jesus says that when we pray, we must ask in His name. So what does this mean? First of all, in the Bible, a person's name speaks of his nature and work, who he is and what he does. So whatever we pray must be in line with Jesus' nature, who he is, and his finished work on the cross, what he has done for us. Jesus loves to save, to heal, and to deliver. This is his nature and character. And this is clearly the work He has done on the cross for us. So we must boldly ask Him to save us, to heal us, and to deliver us. But Jesus is also the Holy Son of God. That means that we cannot ask Him to satisfy any unholy cravings or passions. We cannot ask Him for anything that does not align with His moral character. If our prayers are to satisfy our own greed and lustful cravings, or to prove a point to others whom we are angry or bitter with, God won't answer them. James chapter 4, verse 3 says that you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Beyond our words, He always looks at our hearts. What is the motivation behind the request? Secondly, Asking in Jesus' name also means praying boldly in His authority. Whatever God has promised us in His Word, we can and must boldly ask Him for it. This requires faith. You must believe. This takes confidence and boldness. If we can find it in the Bible, we know with certainty that we are praying according to His will. So simply asking God will not guarantee you answers to prayer. Jesus says, And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. So without believing, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So you must believe. So when you pray, number one, you must ask God according to His will. Number two, you must ask in faith. Now, number three, you must ask persistently. When it comes to prayer, persistence is key. On another occasion, when Jesus teaches on prayer, He says, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Now the Greek tense here is very important. It means ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. Don't just pray once or twice and then stop. Be persistent. Keep on praying and praying and praying and pray some more. Pray until something happens. Pray until the answer comes. A few chapters later, 
Jesus taught on prayer again by using the parable of the persistent widow. His purpose is to teach that we always ought to pray and not lose heart. To Jesus, crying out day and night to God equals faith. When we ask God a second, a third, a fourth, or a hundredth time, it is not unbelief. To Him is a demonstration of our faith. And faith always pleases Him. One more thing. Some people ask, if I pray for a miracle, am I not resisting the sovereignty of God? Absolutely not. Because God, in His supreme sovereignty, has preordained prayer as a means to bring His will to pass. In the Gospels, Jesus healed sick people and even raised the dead. He certainly didn't consider that as going against His Father's sovereignty. God's sovereignty simply means that we must always allow Him to have the final say on the miracle, when and how the miracle will come. For example, when I pray for a sick person, I don't doubt for a moment that healing is God's will for him or for her. I will visualize the person being healed of the sickness. I believe with all my heart that he or she will be healed today. And if not today, then tomorrow. And every day after that, until the healing comes, I will boldly confess and pray the Bible promises concerning healing. By the stripes of Jesus Christ, you are healed. In Jesus' name, be healed. I will also encourage the person to daily meditate on the many scriptural promises concerning healing. But there's one thing I won't do. I won't and I can't guarantee that in 24 hours or three days or three months or three years that the sickness will be completely gone. Neither will I tell the person to stop his or her medical treatment because I'm not God. Healings and miracles are God's prerogative, not mine. We are only commanded to always pray and believe, trusting God fully for His perfect will to be done in our lives. And if after believing and praying the best that we could, we still don't get healed in this lifetime, we can be certain that in heaven, we will be completely healed because there will be no more sicknesses and pain over there. So as long as we don't try to play God and presumptuously promise people healings and blessings, we will not trample on His divine sovereignty. In fact, if we refuse to believe God for healing, we are willfully disobeying a very clear command from Jesus Christ, who has clearly commanded us to pray for the sick in His name. So be bold and be full of faith in your petition to God. Petition, petition, and petition some more. And then trust Him to decide the best outcome for your life. You can never go wrong when you have this humble attitude. Lord, I will pray my best and I will trust you for the rest. Amen.